On today's show, I have my friend, special guest, and co-host Cade Coleman on the show today. We talk redneck sports like NASCAR and wrestling, and we go into our segments like Crazy News Story, What the Next Holiday Should Be, and our cheesy pickup lines. Broadcasting live from 9512 Studio, this is the Four Horsemen Podcast. And welcome to episode four of the Four Horsemen Podcast. I'm here with Kate Coleman. What's up, Blake? Thank you for having me. Shh, nothing much. Pleasure's all mine. Glad to have you here. Well, so today you. is Taco Tuesday. Ooh. Glorious here in the South, oh, isn't it? Oh, yes. And it's also our contributor to the show, Will Gupton's birthday. Oh, happy birthday, Willie G. Big stick. Happy birthday. Big old 23. Big old 23. The goat year. It is the goat year. He's either Michael Jordan or LeBron. He's Jordan. Exactly. That's why we love him so much. Oh, yeah. Go Willie. Yo, so um, so we got a couple of big things to touch on today um, because we have Redneck Sports, and I know you specialize in that really well. Oh, you know it. So how long do you think <laughs> you've been following NASCAR and wrestling? Oh, my gosh. All my life. All your all, life? Pretty much all my life. Dad gum. Oh, it's... It, oh, I love it. <laughs> love it. <laughs> love it. I love it a lot. I like it a lot. <laughs> Okay, well, um, I guess, uh, which one do you want to talk about first, NASCAR or wrestling? Uh, let's go with NASCAR, since they recently had a race yesterday. Okay, well, um, do you want to, do you kind of want to talk about the race yesterday, or do you want me to kind of give you some insight on what the NASCAR is right now? You know, just give me some insight, and Sweet. I can try to answer some questions, okay. and all that good stuff. Um, so, apparently, according to motorsport reporter Adam Stern, NASCAR is the second most watched sport in the United States right now, behind the NFL. I believe that. I really do believe that. Do you know why? Why? Because there's a shit ton of rednecks out here that <laughs> watch it. I absolutely. And Guilty. Not, yeah, and not only is it the second behind the NFL and TV revenue right now uh, for NASCAR, it's been around $6.6 billion, uh, over the course of the decade. And uh, kind of over that 10-year span, it's been $660 million a year, Ooh, according to the drive.com. Making that moolah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And it, it still continues to be that kind of the sport that – you know, it's it's kind of gradually gaining that attention. Yeah. Um. Even though there's kind of like, um, those kind of like three kind of those manufacturers between you know Chevrolet, Toyota, and Ford. Those yeah. are kind of like the biggest competitors. Yeah. Um. In in the sport. Um. So do you want to talk about kind of the like this most recent race? Yeah, we can. Yeah. Okay. Let, yeah. Let's get after. Well, is it Dover? Wait, I I have to admit I did sleep through the race because it was a rain delay on Sunday, so it carried over to Monday, and I got off work and I slept. But the winner was Martin Truex Jr. Apparently, he dominated that race, and I love me some Martin Truex. He's a very good racer, very down to earth. Or I've never met him, but I personally always cheer for him. So, uh, and he came in second last year in yes. in the Chase standings. Yes, he correct? did. He sure did. Gotcha. Um, so that kind of brings me up to last year's winner, Joey Logano. Uh, he won the Chase last year in 2018. Um, do you think he can reclaim his title this year, um, or? I mean, what do you think? I don't think so. Well, maybe, but I highly doubt it because last season he started off crappy through the season. Last season he actually had to forfeit a race because of cheating. Ooh. I know. And, and so how do you cheat in NASCAR? Just like 
like an alignment of the car, you know, doesn't pass inspection, all that good stuff. Gotcha. So, so do you think when it comes to the car, do you think the advertising stands out to, to the average fan or the average racer? Oh, yeah. And I think also to, like, let's say younger kids. You, you talk about the advertising. Yeah, adverti- the yeah, yeah, absolutely. Oh, like for the younger fan, yeah, they're going to cheer for the person who has the coolest car. Absolutely. And I, I just kind of remember growing up. And, I mean, because, l- let's face it, Jeff Gordon's car was, yeah, no. I, <laughs> the I, I, Rainbow Warriors, that the, DuPont number yeah. 24. No, it, no, the DuPont, I mean, because it was rainbow. Oh, and then yeah. and you had the DuPont across the hood. It was very recognizable by the average, I mean, Oh, yeah. Average, I mean, yeah, you knew whose car and, it was. And same thing kind of with uh, with Dale Earnhardt Jr. Mm-hmm. Red car, it kind of very stood out. Budweiser. Budweiser, exactly. Yeah. Uh, and then, you know, and then eventually Casey Kane kind of like resembled that red as well. Right? Yeah, with the Dodge number exactly. nine. Yeah. Yeah, and I think, you know, when you have those cars kind of stand out, you're kind of able to recognize the driver a little oh, yeah. bit better, and especially for a younger viewer. And then I think once you're experienced, of course, it, it doesn't phase you anymore. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, so that kind of brings me up to a next thing too. Um, it said, um, you know, as of 2018, uh, as of last year, nearly half of all fortune 100 companies invest in the racing league. Um, so that's kind of, and basically what kind of that comes down to is 28% of the fortune 500 companies that we see are that are on wall street invest in to NASCAR. We don't see that in every sport. Do you know why you see that? Why? Because racing is pretty much universal. Mm-hmm. You know, everywhere you go, there's racing. Absolutely. Like Formula One, the IndyCar racing has kind of got its grasp in, yeah. in, the, in the States now. And, of course, we have the, the Tour of America down in Austin where they, have, they host many Formula One events. Yes. Do you think Formula One has negatively affected NASCAR? Or do you think it's kind of like opened up the world to to more racing oh. uh, besides just NASCAR and Formula One. Oh, definitely open up because when NASCAR is not going on, you might have Formula One, you know, all that good stuff to mm-hmm. watch. So, yeah, exactly. And I, I think, I think across the world, um, Formula One is definitely more recognizable. And I think you have bigger brands that go into Formula One. Yeah. You have Mercedes, oh, yes, uh, I sure. mean, uh, BMW, mm-hmm. Ashton Martin, um, just to name a few, um, and then kind of, you know, NASCAR is it's, it's has its own uniqueness because it, I mean, besides Ford and Chevy, you know, those are American brands. Yeah. Toyota, of course, is foreign. Yeah. But you know, those both those brands stick out. Those are American made, and that's what kind of makes NASCAR unique to America. Mm-hmm. And I, I think that's kind of like what it it, gra- it goes into those blue collar workers, and exactly. it and it gra- and it kind of it, it attaches to that niche. And I think. It's it's definitely one of those sports that stand out from any other. Oh, yeah, and NASCAR started in the states mm-hmm. off you know the dirt dirt tracks, you know moonshining, racings, who can get to the place first, you know. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it just started off in the states really, and just it's it's grew, on American. And it just grew mm-hmm. it, it, exactly. And uh, honestly, you know, if we didn't have NASCAR, I, I don't think we would have as many. Um, people that are interested in the cars around America are, uh, or, I think. or good naps, good, good naps. naps. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> and, and, and that kind of like leads me onto my next point because, you know, I used to be very against racing. Yeah. I ne- never followed it. I only kind of knew of the drivers cause I only knew of Dylan Hurd Jr. Jeff Gordon until I bought, you know, of course like NASCAR 2003. Yeah. And then you could kind of go backwards on the track. Yeah. You could cause the biggest wrecks of all time. Oh yeah. But going to a race in person, I was able to go to Texas motor speedway three years ago. Yeah. And seeing a race in person is, is life changing for, for watching the sport of NASCAR because 
you you get to be next to the track and you get to you get to feel the rubber hit you from the track i mean these cars are going 200 miles an hour I know this is kind of like a huge turn on for you right now. Cause that's, 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 that's the, when I was there in the moment, that's, that's really how it felt to me. And I'm just having these cars whiz by at 200 miles an hour. And I also, I want to say another good thing about, about NASCAR. What's that? It's the most interactive sport around. Oh, you get to be, I mean, not, not only do you get to hear the radio, but the pit crew, oh, yeah. I mean, you get to, hear, it's the most interactive sport. You get to hear every aspect of what's mm-hmm. going on, going on in the race and of course, when it comes to the standings and the chase, every aspect of it, you're involved with it. So you you actually get to you know get that emotion. You get to kind of like grasp it, and you get to kind of form your own emotions towards a certain driver. Exactly. Uh, of course, how they act towards their pit crew, or how the pit crews act towards one another. Uh, of course, some of them are on teams, and I think that's just what changes the perspective for me for NASCAR because it's it's just a very interactive sport. Yeah. Um. So. What do you think? Um, so, what's going on in the standings right now? Well, Kyle Busch is leading. He's won, I think, like four races so far. Mm-hmm. But he's kind of died down. His heat's kind of died down. And now, Martin Truex Jr. is kind of, you know, gaining some momentum during the middle of the. Or, we're like one third through the season. He's starting to gain momentum. Won the past two of the three races at Richmond and also on Monday at Dover. Uh, and then Kyle Larson, who, you know, is a very good driver. He's one of those drivers where he could drive the wheels off of anything. Dirt cart. Uh, over the past few races, he has not been doing too hot. Uh, uh, coming in, you know, nearly last place. Finally got a top five third place finish at Dover. So we'll see how that goes for him. So who is your dark horse for the standings right now? Ooh, dark horse. I would have to say... Kurt Busch. Kurt Busch. The reason why I say Kurt Busch is because he's not going to win a lot of races. You might win one or two a year, but his finishes are very consistent. He'll get you top ten finishes. Gotcha. All day, every day. And is he still the number two car? He is not. You are so far behind. I'm very behind. I, I see, that's, that tells you how much I keep wow. up with NASCAR. He's number one. Oh, shoot. Driving for Chip Ganassi. Okay. So he, I didn't know that. It's been years since he was number two Miller Lite car. <laughs> yeah, Miller Lite car for oh, sure. Man. That's yeah, that's the only thing. Yeah, no, exactly. That tells you how much I've been following with the sport, and that's why oh. that's why I have you as the expert come yeah. in and talk to me about this. Um, so what do you think they should change about NASCAR, or do you think they should keep it the same? I think they should keep it the same. You know, they just started the stage racing a few years ago, and it makes it more entertaining for the fans because in past years there's no stage racing in which what stage racing is now they'll split a race up in three stages the first stage is like let's say 70 laps mm-hmm. second stage the next 70 laps the last stage last 95 laps and there's stage winners so when that stage winds down the racing picks up because you get more playoff points and all that so it makes racing a lot more better whereas in the past there is no staging in which someone who was out by 10 seconds in the lead it kind of got boring for the viewer Mm -hmm. and so the stage racing just made it more fun more competitive gotcha in the sport so kind of explain because i don't understand it but kind of explain it to the viewer and myself of how the point system works Really what the point system is, you will get uh, points 
where you finish, you know, you'll get 10 points. If I, I'm pretty sure it's like 10 points or something, you know, if you get first or something. But if you win a stage, you get one playoff point where that contributes to your playoffs. And if you win a race, you're automatically in the playoffs. Okay. And so, like, at the super speedways like Daytona and Talladega, those races are up in the air. So anyone pretty much can win those races. It could be a low-funded team, like someone like uh, Michael McDowell. He's a very good super speeder racer, and he's always up front during those races. So he could easily win something and go into the chase off of that one win, and he's funded by a low-funded team Mm -hmm. in which he might get one top 10 a year. Gotcha. It might be that win. But it, it still gives the low man on the pole a shot yes, to, it does. To, to compete. It does. It does. I, I, and I think that's that's pretty great for the sport. Yeah. I mean, because, you know, when it comes to baseball, you don't have, like, the low-tier team no. that gets a chance or anything like that, baseball, football, anything like that. Yeah. It Pretty much it's when and you're in. Good. Um. So how long is the NASCAR season? I think it's, like, 35 races. 35 races. And they only get, I believe – uh, race or the season ends like November and they're back that February. So like, so the off season is very short. Yes. Very short. And it's constant ground. I think they only get like one or two days off. So what is your favorite race to watch? Ooh, probably the Daytona 500. Either there's two races at Daytona and two at Talladega. I love the super speedways because like I said, you don't know who's going to win mm-hmm. and there's quite a bit of wrecks. Yeah. And we like wrecks. <laughs> no offense to the drivers or anything, but the people like wrecks. It spices up a bit. It does. <laughs> I remember, I think this was last year at a race of Daytona. There was only 13 cars that finished out of nearly 40. <laughs> they Jeez. all wrecked. Ouch. <laughs> it was entertaining. And my mom watched the whole damn race too. Cause she liked it. <laughs> I was like, damn, Denise, yeah. all these cars are wrecking. You're liking it? Shocking. Yeah, and, and that's how you kind of keep the, the yeah. viewer, the viewer and then, entertained. And that's for sure. why they started the stage racing, mm-hmm. because of that purpose. Okay. So um, so non, non-Talladega and um, Daytona, what what would you say is, is kind of like your favorite out of you know any other ones besides that? I would probably have to say Martinsville. Martinsville, and where's that? Martinsville, Virginia. Virginia. Or Bristol. Bristol, okay. Because those are just clanging and banging side by side. You're gonna you're gonna see a lot of wrecks, a lot of spin outs. And you know, one of my favorite quotes was by Del Earnhardt, okay? And I believe it was at Bristol. He won this race. It was like the last lap. Terry Labonte was in the lead. He wrecked Terry Labonte, Bristol, because he wanted to win. And he said, I didn't mean to wreck him. I was just trying to rough him up. <laughs> One of my favorite NASCAR quotes of all time. Mm-hmm. But he was the intimidator, and he'd do anything to win a damn race. And that's why I love Dale Earnhardt. So, and I, I keep bringing Jeff Gordon and Dale Earnhardt Jr. back up. <laughs> but do you think that, and do you think they, that since they've retired, do you think the sport has changed at all? Uh... I think so. Yeah, I feel like it has because there's a lot of young talents Mm -hmm. that they've brought up in which back in the day when they were racing, it would take years and years for someone to climb up the rankings to get to NASCAR. Mm -hmm. Whereas now you'll have 18 and 19 year olds racing in NASCAR in like the main monster energy 
series in which back in the day, 25, they'd be 25 and start it because they would have to earn their stripes kind of. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they had to get that recognition. Oh, yeah. They have to they get they have to literally get that street cred. Yes, street cred. <laughs> street cred. <laughs> um, okay, so that kind of leads me to my last question. Who is your favorite driver? I know you said Dylan Hart. You mean current? I uh, current and of all time. All time, like I said, Dylan Hart. Okay. Because he didn't give a shit about anyone. Okay. And also, another driver that I really love, Tony Stewart. Because do you like Tony Stewart? I don't think you do. You're talking to a guy that doesn't know anything know, about NASCAR. I know. <laughs> I, I just I just remember he 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 drove the Home Depot car. And that okay. Was it. The reason why I like Tony Stewart, him and Owen Hart, very similar styles. They will wreck you. They will do anything to win, and they weren't afraid to throw hands. Mm-hmm. Love it. Love it. It's so. Love is Tony Stewart still racing? No. Okay, he's retired too. He's retired. Yeah. So did he try? He retired the same year as Jeff Gordon. Or the year after, or maybe the year, year after, because it was around the same time. Because they made Jeff Gordon a huge deal, and mm-hmm. I keep I keep bringing him up, but it was around the same time. Same, like he he's the regardless of the Dale Earnhardt Junior or Senior, Jeff Gordon is the most recognized person in NASCAR, besides them. Uh, I would have to say Jimmy Johnson. Oh shit, we forgot ahead him too. Of him, we forgot him too. John, or Richard Petty. Yeah, well, th- those are blue chip. Those are yes. old racers for sure yes okay so um do you want to follow up anything with nascar uh do you have any more questions any? no i i don't i mean you kind of answer the you answer the whole point system for me um you kind of touch base on the biggest races mm-hmm. um you talked about all like kind of like the minor the most entertaining ones and why the sport is just is catching ground yeah as much as it is and and like we said even with the stats um even with of course our expert reporting here it's still a very popular sport, it and is. it's and it's gaining traction. Oh, oh you see what I did there? See what you, you see did. what I did there? Okay, so let's talk wrestling. Okay. So I know you're a big WWE guy, Duh. and we just had WrestleMania 35. Uh huh. Lots of history going down, um, and this of course happened last month. Um, we had um, our first female main event. Yes. And of course Becky Lynch won it. It yes. was a it was a what, three way fight. Yeah, triple threat. Triple threat. Triple threat Is match, not a three-way triple threat. I call that, that's that's what I think. <laughs> that tells you how much I know it's about. Okay, <laughs> you're in a three-way. <laughs> um, and um, it was also the second highest um, paid WWE event as well mm-hmm. ever, um, racking in 16 million. Um, and we also, um, we also saw Kofi Kingston. Yes. Uh, he was also the first African-born wrestler to win the title. And, and so we saw a little bit more of um, diversity there. I mean, there has been an African-American man win the WWE title before. Yes. But this was, I mean, this has kind of gave overseas recognition, not just America now. Oh, yeah. Um, and so that I think that was a little bit more special to me, um, just kind of watching it. But, uh, I, of course, big year for WrestleMania. And uh, I think it's, we'll have to see kind of where, where it goes. Because just like NASCAR, like these redneck sports, as you would say, yes, as yes. as you would say, they're gaining more traction. Yes, uh, they're gaining more attention. Not it's not just the blue collar people anymore. We're getting more white collar people on it, mm-hmm. gaining more popularity. So, um, talk to us about where we are in WWE right now. What what is the atmosphere? Kind of, kind of set the tone. Where where are we? Well, the ratings have been down. Uh. And people want something new. 
It's the same old stories. And I think they're trying to shake it up a bit because they just signed a big deal with Fox Sport mm-hmm. for SmackDown, which is one of the brands, mm-hmm. to start viewing mm-hmm. or start showing their SmackDown shows. And so that's a really big deal. And now they're taking a lot of the big talents over to SmackDown because of the Fox is such a bigger network than what it was on USA. Mm-hmm. Great. Yeah, I, I, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, that's a part of NBC. Yeah. So it's going to be interesting what they do there. Okay, so you want to talk about um, – you're talking about TV deals. Um, so kind of like let's look at the profits from 2017 and then kind of what it, what's going to be in the future. Um, so right now um, from 2017, WWE made over $213 million profit from their TV deal. 2018, last year, they made $235 million. And this year, they're projected to make $314 million. And by 2022 – they're projected to be $542 million, according to Forbes. Is that not crazy? That's so crazy. And it, do you think with that, that partnership with Fox, you know, it, I, it can only get even bigger than that? It's Yes. It's going to help out the WWE a lot. Now, do you think uh, do you think the WWE having their own network has kind of hurt them? Or do you think, um, you know, they kind of had to start somewhere and now that they kind of realize that they need to branch out other than just having their own exclusive um, app or station. I mean, they needed to get out a little bit more than that. I think that even like the buyings of the WWE network have gone down. So I think they need to do something to spice it up. And, you know, I can see people doing this. If you get the network, you'll get the first pay-per-view for free. Mm -hmm. So I can see people, getting the network not and then like uh what's the word i'm looking for getting it and, and then, then canceling canceling, your, canceling why, their subscription. Can I, why can i not think of that You're word fine. canceling it mm-hmm. and then getting back again just like you know absolutely reviews mm-hmm. so i think they kind of need to do something about that so um I, I think you touched on you know where where they would go from there because you said they need to spice it up but they're going to lose their ratings yes um because you know Having, I mean, you need explain it to me and and the viewer and the listener, what kind of what the difference is because they do, they do. From what I understand, they have the business side of the wrestling and they have just another regular side of wrestling. So explain that to me. So are you talking about like uh, the regular side, just like in ring storylines and all yes, that? Yes, exactly. Okay, so perfect example. So. What the WWE has done in the past, which has really hurt them, is not listen to the fans. Mm-hmm. So, like, when they push someone like Roman Reigns, you know Roman Reigns. Yes, absolutely. When they, when they try to push, a push means they're trying to make this person the champion. That's what a mm-hmm. push means. So, they were pushing Roman Reigns, which they pushed him too late. Mm-hmm. If they would have pushed him, like, let's say... Five years ago, everyone would be fine and dandy because everyone wanted that. Mm-hmm. But the push came a little too late, which everyone got fed up with him. Okay. And so when when he became champion, everyone's like, "Pah, no one cares." Whatever. Yeah. And when he won the belt at WrestleMania 32, which I attended, and where was that? Dallas. Okay. AT and T Stadium. Awesome. Everyone was booing him when he won. Ooh. Because everyone was just fed up. Did you know he's the third highest paid wrestler? I don't doubt it. Well, yes. Uh, so, I mean, can, can continue on that. Like, you know, they pushed him too late. 
Um, and then isn't there like a business side where, where they join McMahon's team? Or like... When they go business. Uh, yeah, yeah. I know what you're talking about. So like Triple H. Yes. Some, you know, wrestled for years and years, you know, got in with Biz- mm. or Vince McMahon, and I think he should probably take over as president, whatever Vince McMahon is, mm-hmm. because he is over NXT, and that does very well. Good storylines. So we're just counting down the days till he takes over. So that's a that's a great segue. So you talk about um, NXT. Um, is that like a is that like kind of like a minor league into the WWE, or is that kind of its own thing? It's developmental. Development. Okay. Yeah. So pretty much. Yeah. Minor league. So people practice and practice till they get a call up to the main roster, which is you know Raw or SmackDown. So kind of talk to me. So is there other than NXT and WWE? Is there any other leagues around that? No, that's its only. So they're 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 the only two things that are that yeah. are in wrestling. Right it's now. you know Raw SmackDown, okay, which Raw. are the two main brands. Okay. Then there's you know NXT, which is the developmental. Gotcha. Okay. Yeah. No, that that definitely makes it a lot more clear to me. Uh, so talk talk Vince McMahon. What what does he do? Vince McMahon. <laughs> he is the head honcho. So Vince McMahon is the head honcho. He's the head honcho, and he's pretty much over the main brands Raw and SmackDown, in which, like I said, the ratings have been terrible because I personally think his head is somewhere else, mm-hmm. which we'll be talking about a little later in the show. Mm-hmm. He has his priorities in mm-hmm. which WWE is not, I personally don't think, is the number one priority. It's what we're going to be talking about, his new the league. XFL. The XFL. I think that's his number one priority mm-hmm. right now. Mm-hmm. And so, personally, I think he should let Triple H, Hunter Hearst Helmsley, take over all the storylines, you know, all the creativity, and start doing that. And I think when he does allow that, or if he does, ratings will pick up. Yeah, and I think, I think that's another great bridge to what we're going to talk about, too, because the XFL... Uh, has just made recent news because they um, they have signed a new deal. The XFL has signed a deal with ESPN, Fox, and uh, ABC, ESPN. Ooh, um, and it says um, they're going to have two games that will be broadcast um, on that day. Um, and then they will be broadcasted on ABC, Fox, ESPN, ESPN2, and Fox Sports 1 throughout the entire season. So already looking better than what the AAF was, the Alliance American Alliance football. Yeah, a lot better. Yeah, unfortunately, I I really wish they would have been able to finish the Alliance season. Oh, they were so shit. close. It was... It was... Oh, how that ended up was just yeah. terrible. No, it was terrible. I mean, and I think there was a lot of rumors going around about how it was being handled. Yeah, like and, the money situation. Oh, the how money they, situation they like is terrible. They all in the beginning mm-hmm. or something. And then like where the XFL, they're breaking it up in which how much they can spend per week. Which exactly. I think... The AAF, they said they were doing it like that, but they mm-hmm. weren't. I, I think so. Mm-hmm. I mean, don't. I'm just. No, I mean, no, because the because the guy who owned uh, or who bought into the the AAF, who he also owns the Carolina Hurricanes, the NHL team, mm-hmm. and so basically he ended up buying the AAF just for their gambling software, yeah. um, because that's kind of what they were trying to make the, I guess the AAF more interactive with gambling and they were going to have like this uh, more interactive software and app where you can kind of see up-to-date plays and all that, but ended up not working and he ended up just buying it that, but he 
he dumped a lot of money into it and he ended up like, oh, well, this is basically a pitfall. I'm going to lose all my money. And so I'm out. The league collapsed. But with Vince, it really came out of nowhere, too. Mm -hmm. Oh, they they pulled it and they stopped showing it on the TV. And it was right before they started their playoffs, too. And and I think I think the difference is, you know, they wanted to start it immediately. Vince McMahon has kind of had this idea for I mean, ever since it, you know, Disbanded, disbanded back in like an 0102 or something like that. He's been thinking about this, how am I going to do it mm-hmm. for all these years? And I don't think he finally has a good plan on how to do it. No, exactly. And so I think he was able to sit on it for a while. He was able to get in more funding. And and then he, he's going to bring it to us next year. We The XFL is coming to us next year. I'm very excited. I'm very excited so too. So excited. So apparently the XFL was supposed to be bringing in something new about the onside kicks where they have 42 players on each side that go in for the really? onside kick at one time. I imagine that what? it's going to be an all-out war. Oh, I'm excited. Yeah, 42 players on each side on an onside kick. Holy Think about that. Schmoly. Think about that. What? But let's let's get back to the wrestling though. Okay. Um so we kind of talked about how the script is dying. Uh let's let's look because we did talk about how the female event, uh, the WrestleMania 35, the main event was all females. Yes. Where? What is the state of females in wrestling right now? It is the highest that it's ever been. A lot of good female wrestlers, mm-hmm. tons. Because back in like the early, you know, early to mid two thousands, they were considered divas, mm-hmm. in which pretty much all they were good for was eye candy. That's all they were good for. And you'd have some good wrestlers, Mm -hmm. good female wrestlers Mm -hmm. sprinkled in, you know, Mm -hmm. back then. But now all of them are very extremely And and John Cena was engaged to a a diva, correct? Yes. And Nikki Bella. They are not not engaged. They're not together. Nope. Uh, So segueing into the the next question, what are your, I know, and this is going to be a big question for you, but what are your all-time favorite wrestlers? My favorite wrestler of all time has to be The Rock. The reason why he was good in the ring, also good on the mic. Mm-hmm. He could talk like no other, make you believe what he said, mm-hmm. and that's and he could sell to mm-hmm. sell moves. Which what I mean by selling is you know you take a punch, and the person taking the punch sells it. You know gets knocked down and ah, uh, that's what I mean by selling. Okay. And I love me some Stone Cold Steve Austin. Stone Cold Steve uh, Austin. Austin 316 says, I just whoop your candy ass. <laughs> <laughs> Good impression. I like it. No, no, thank you. Thank you very much. And uh, all-time greatest finishers, I love the sharpshooter. And who performs the sharpshooter? The person who started it yes. was Sting, mm-hmm. but the person who made it really famous was Bret Hart. Okay. And I'm pretty sure I've put you in it. I have. I cannot almost guarantee you 1000% you've done that to me and it doesn't feel good. I know I've put you in the figure four leg lock. Finger four leg lock and uh, walls of Jericho. Yes. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh. oh, yes. And I, I can tell you who they're made famous by, but I know every time that you put me in them, I it, <laughs> I feel like my back's going to break. Because my dream back in the day was to become a professional wrestler. Me and my brother mm-hmm. get up on the trampoline, start doing moves. He actually made my nose bleed one time. <laughs> Uh, he was performing performing the Alabama Slam. Okay. Which, pretty much, <laughs> just I, the names. I stood, I stood there, and he stuck his head between my legs and picked me up. And so, like, my face was in his ass. 
And he slung me over, and I hit his head. My nose hit his head, and I started bleeding like a stuffed pig. Mm-hmm. And oh my god, I was like, "Mama!" So who do you think? Who? who <laughs> <laughs> that's I, I honestly like. You gotta hand it to wrestling because they have the, oh. like you gotta name your you're gonna name your finishing move, and I think that's I think it's hilarious. Like, oh my god, with Walls yeah, of Jericho or yes. Sharpshooter, like who comes up with those names? And they're I, fantastic. Or the Tombstone Power Driver. <laughs> Going, rest in peace. <laughs> so, so what? What got you into wrestling? Uh, my earliest memories of wrestling was when my brother moved in, my half brother, mm-hmm. and he was the one that really, you know, was watching it, and I just started watching it with him, and it just I kept on following. Just it. stuck. Yeah, just stuck. Okay, so um, so do you have anything else to touch on? With with wrestling or anything like that, is it still real real to you? Still real to me, damn it! <laughs> do you think there will ever be a time where people are just like, "This is all fake. I'm kind of done with it," or do you think it's just kind of like that that childhood nostalgia? Yes, it, it's do you just think that's like what that is. Everyone knows it's not real. Yeah, but part of us wants to believe that it is because, you know, I've watched it since I was a kid, mm-hmm. and it's just. I still have that to hold on to yeah. from it from my past yes. and just kind of keeps that kid in me. Okay. So that's, that's, I, I, you know, that's how I kind of am with, I mean, every time I see Legos, it makes me think of, <laughs> makes me think of my child, but like wrestling, I mean, cause I, I never had that. I like, you can tell me like, I know the rock, I know John Cena. Yeah. Like, uh, and also by the way, John Cena, the highest paid uh, wrestler still. And the league, and then Brock Lesnar, Roman Reigns, or okay, the in the company, in the company, the company WWE. You know what I mean? Oh yeah. Uh, for a person that doesn't follow it, yes. <laughs> so um, that that kind of wraps it up with the wrestling. Uh, okay. Unless you want to talk about anything else that goes along with the league or anything like that. No, I don't. I don't think so. Okay, let's talk segments. Ready. Okay, so our first segment is we're going to talk crazy news stories. So um, we're going to go ahead and pull up this one and. Like every crazy news story, comes out of Florida. <laughs> so here it goes. Wildlife officials are now investigating after a woman pulled an alligator out of her pants during a traffic stop in Florida. <laughs> what the? The, bu- the bizarre gator smuggling case came to light after deputies asked the woman, who was not being na- publicly named, a standard law enforcement question, do you have anything else? The 25-year-old woman then pulled a foot-long reptile out of her yoga pants and that she was wearing. <laughs> she also had 41 small three-striped turtles in the vehicle, deputies say. I like turtles. Yeah. Look at this. And it says the woman was riding with a 22-year-old who deputies say rolled through a stop sign in, uh, in Punta Gorda leading to the traffic stop. The man allegedly told uh, de- the deputies the pair had been scavenging for frogs and snakes wrong (laughs) alligators and turtles man and then after citing the driver for moving violation uh deputies were making sure that they didn't have any protected species when they found the alligator and turtles florida wildlife and conservation officers responded to the scene and continued to investigate florida is just a whack place man i don't know if i could ever live there what in the shit yeah. Who would stick a gator in their freaking pants? I don't know. I think I'd kind of be scared about that thing oh biting me. Oh my gosh, bite you in a place you don't want to get bitten at. Yeah, so I wanna just want to know like where is mama alligator and how did they not stop 
from the baby from getting stolen. I, just so many crazy things going on in America. Oh, man. Or just just specifically Florida. Because oh. uh, it always seems that crazy. But that could only be the only state that where that comes from. Jeez. It's just anything alligator related, it's coming from Florida. But I wouldn't be shocked to hear something like that from Arkansas. <laughs> Even though there's no gators, Even though I feel no- like someone would be <laughs> smuggling a gator back <laughs> from Florida. Be like, ah, this is my uh, this is my girlfriend and cousin right here. <laughs> you went went to Florida to get some turtles and gators. I know she's got a lot of teeth on her, but uh, <laughs> I know that's because her her parents were siblings. <laughs> that's it. <laughs> so, uh, have you have you ever been on an airplane before? I have only two times. Okay. Well, so there was this woman uh, who was booted from an Air New Zealand flight after refusing to watch a safety video. So you know how you have to watch a safety video yeah. every time before you get on the flight? Well, this woman in New Zealand uh, was booted off an Air New Zealand flight this morning after she failed to comply with the instructions of an airline staff on board. Another passenger on the flight told News Hub the woman was removed from the flight bound for Auckland because she refused to watch a safety video. The passenger suggested more people would pay attention to the videos if they were Rachel Hunter ice cream ad style videos. <laughs> Just make a short video that is compulsory to watch and let people know if they don't watch the video. The people, the police will come and take them away, they said. Yeah, so um, watch your videos when you're on the flight. Just do it. Just just put it away. It's, you know, it's, it's well, honestly, it's saving the, the airlines and they're just complying with the FAA. Yes. And... Just, just do it so you don't get booted off. People are just dumb when they get on airplanes. They act like they own the place. It's like, you know, there's like 200 other people on the airplane. Just just comply. Or just like put on some sunglasses, close your eyes. Go, yeah. go to sleep. Yeah. You know, they think you're watching it because mm-hmm. you got sunglasses on. They can't see your eyes. Just go to sleep. Yeah. Take yeah. a little naparoni. Yeah, exactly. It, I imagine their flight's not that long either. Dumbass. Yeah. Okay. So that kind of moves us on to our next segment here. Okay. Um. Oh, okay. So what do you think the next national holiday should be or do you think there should be another just holiday in general so we could have like a national holiday like like christmas type or thanksgiving or we could have like you know those minor holidays kind of like columbus day or president's day what i'm talking about what do you think a good holiday would be post super bowl holiday that monday get that monday off you're a genius it should be a national holiday regardless regardless of what team you're watching yes it's a national event yes uh, oh. It it should not. It definitely should always be a holiday. Yes. Uh, also the same. Also with the day after New Year's too. Oh yeah. Yeah. Like you're kind of already, you've already been blitzed the entire you day. You are hungover as shit. Yeah. And you just kind of want the second to kind of relax, wear that off, and then you yeah. know what? We'll 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 start on the New Year on the third. Yeah. Good. Yes. Just give me give me a good enough recovery. <laughs> give me a solid two days after partying, and then. I'll be good. Okay. Yeah. That was that was your national holiday update. So uh, Congress kind of listened to us. We got yes. good ideas here. Hopefully they're listening okay. to this podcast. Yeah, I know. Because uh, <laughs> they're kind of missing out if they're not. Oh, yeah. So that kind of brings us to our third segment here. Cheesy pickup lines. Okay. Do you think you, uh, you got a couple? Oh, yeah. Let me cue the music. So you go. Start us off. Hey, baby. Are you a parking ticket? You've got fine written all over you. Oh, oh. Let me go. Let me. You, want, you want to jump in here? Oh yeah, I'll okay. get you one. Let's go. Hey girl, I got all these forks and knives, and all I need is a little spoon. <laughs> hey honey, was your dad a boxer? Cause damn, you're a knockout. Hey girl, if you were a fruit, 
You'd be a fine apple. Ooh, I like <laughs> that one. Are you religious, baby? Because you're the answer to all my prayers. <clears throat> hey, baby. Are you my appendix? Because I don't understand how you work, but this feeling in my stomach makes me want to take you out. <laughs> hey, girl. I was wondering if you had an extra heart. Mine was just stolen. And with that, ladies, we'll leave you with Marvin Gaye. Let's get it on. Saddle up. Love you guys. We'll see you soon. Peace out. This was the Four Horsemen Podcast, brought to you from 9512 Studios in Waco, Texas.